by anyone keeping close tabs on South Korea, and I'm assuming you are if you're a regular Arirang Radio listener. It is clear that it's a fairly developed country. It's the fourth biggest economy in Asia, and most recently, an invitee to Group of Seven meeting, a group of the richest democracies in the world that includes the U.S., U.K., Germany, and Japan. But it wasn't until recently, in fact, the beginning of this month, that South Korea was officially recognized as a developed country by an exclusive group, UN Conference on Trade and Development. And it's the first time this UN body has upgraded a member state's development status since its establishment back in 1964. So what does this all mean? And where is this leading South Korea? Does it invite more set of responsibilities? To provide us with some answers, we connect with journalist Morton Larson on the line. Good morning, Morton. Good morning, Lena. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> Considering that's a Monday morning. <laughs> 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 all right, thanks for joining us. Now, there's a lot of grounds to cover on this topic and a lot of blurry ends that perhaps not a lot of articles clarify for us. So let's start with the basics. What are the criteria for the UN in order to upgrade a country's status? I mean, there's a whole document of of economic uh, statistics that a country have that has to be able to fulfill but essentially south korea has more or less been able to move up into to the group of developed nations quote unquote uh, since south korea joined the oecd back in in the early 90s uh, the organization uh, which is for a bunch of developed economies essentially mm-hmm. and it's it really cemented the status that it was a developed country when South Korea went from being a foreign aid recipient country uh, following the Korean War to a foreign aid donor country, as it is now, of course. Um, but they just never moved up in this UN uh, organizations because South Korea never asked for it. Mm. So it wasn't, yeah. So it wasn't until the most recent meeting, uh, which started in June and ended here, uh, July second this month. Uh, that they moved up into the the group of uh, developed countries, quote-unquote. You know, it's interesting because I do wonder about the timing of it all then, because then I do bring it to question, maybe we might not have an answer for it right away, what prompted the South Korean government to make the request now to be considered a developed nation by the UNCTAD? Yeah, you know, there's always these, things that you can speculate into what exactly is the, the motivation and and what is it that South Korea gets out of it, so to speak. Sure. But, you know, the, the Korean argument was that this is in order to better work with other donor countries, with other OECD countries, uh, because, you know, the, the way this uh, the UNCTAD is set up is the countries are, are listed into different groups and Korea was in Group B, which was largely... Uh, African and Asian nations, um, but the argument was in order to better f- work with foreign aid donor countries, we would like to move be moved into Group uh, B. Oh, sorry, did I say Group B? Mm, Korea was in Group A. They went from yeah, A to they, B, right? Yeah, they wanted they moved from Group A to Group B, which is more sort of Western countries. Uh, we're talking largely Europe, North America, but also Japan, for example. So, in order to better work with these countries in terms of uh, using trade as a sort sort of foreign aid, uh, they would prefer to be moved up in that uh, group, and they were anonymously voted in. Unanimously, uh, not anonymously. Sorry. Un- unanimously. It was <laughs> unanimous. hardly anonymous because, well, as you've said, all countries agree that South Korea deserved to be uh, listed as a developed country rather than, uh, well, the previous status. 
Now, the UNCTAD is only the latest international organization to recognize South Korea's developed status. In fact, many other bodies, including the IMF back in 1991 and the World Bank in 1996, have already been treating South Korea as one of the advanced economies. So why is this upgrade by the UN body significant then? I mean, this is sort of the, the, the more big UN stamp of approval. Oh. And in most terms, it is, it is that. It is sort of symbolic because in terms of actual political differences or in terms of actual difference in terms of, for example, trade, I would argue that it was bigger when the World Trade Organization, the WTO, mm-hmm. uh, recognize Korea as a developed country because mm. that mean that meant that Korea could no longer claim certain benefits uh, as a as a developing nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so and this this UN body, the UNCTAD, is mainly about uh, working with other donor countries to to help improve the living conditions mm-hmm. of people around the world. Um, but you know it does give some clout. And Pakistan said on behalf of uh, other developing nations that they hope that South Korea, after this move, could be a sort of bridge Mm -hmm. between Asian and African uh, nations in the first group and the more Western countries in in the other group, so to speak, uh, because they had experience being in both of these groups and both of classifications as a developing and a developed country. All right. I do have to ask you, though, I mean, that departure from that World Trade Organization's uh, listing, so to speak, as a developed country, that was considered important. You said, why Why do you think then South Korea actually kind of willingly left that group? Uh, the WTO it yeah. was not necessarily a willingness. I think it was a, a bit of a pressure as well from, from the United States mm-hmm. because it was in 2019 when Donald Trump was in, mm-hmm. uh, in office. And this is much more about uh, trade. And, you know, Donald Trump was very mm. famously a tit-for-tat trade-oriented president. Uh, he has actually been pushing to give mm. for South Korea to give up this self-declared de- developing status. All right. So what is UNCTAD's role in the global community for us to talk about its significance at this scale? You know, it's all about using trade and investment to help developing countries. And I mean, this is, the, you know, South Korea, I guess, would be this poster boy for uh, the organization because, you know, through trade, through investment, Korea went from being a developing to a developed uh, country. But, you know, the, the, the organization itself has some very grandiose descriptions, such as uh, it seeks to maximize the trade, investment and development opportunities mm-hmm. of developing countries and assist them in their efforts to integrate into the world economy on an equitable basis. Mm. Uh, essentially, this means that if we help these countries trade a bunch, we help them secure development, they will uh, you know, reach the same level as the rest of the world. Okay, so how specifically will South Korea actually pave the way is also an important question, right? Yes, we are a standing example in the case that from a war-torn country, we've come a long way. But how do we help other countries, you know, achieve something even remotely similar? 
Exactly. And, and, and uh, one of the things that Korea is doing at the moment, for example, is actually giving support to specifically women-owned small businesses mm. and uh, youth entrepreneurs in African countries. Okay. And this is in the way of, for example, small loans uh, or, or helping set up small investment banks in African countries where that can sort of generate a local economy and, and give uh, the local uh, entrepreneurs, the local business owners, uh, some financial stability and a boost to to help them prosper. Okay, so that's a clearly one of the many examples. Now, I, I do believe in that saying, heavy is a head that wears a crown. With this elevated status, I mean, wouldn't there be more expectation from the global community for South Korea to do more? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, what there's a, there's a famous uh, character in in uh, Spider-Man, the Uncle Ben, who said, "With great powers comes comes great responsibility." <laughs> uh, so I do believe that that a part of this move up also follows a commitment mm-hmm. to uh, what this organization is for. You know, improving the the conditions around the world, mm-hmm. but. It is also looking like Korea is stepping up to the plate, so to speak, because uh, it's official development assistance. You know, the, the South Korean budget for foreign aid has gone up. Uh, we saw this recently that compared to last year, 2020, uh, this year's budget is 20, 12% bigger, uh, which is a fairly big increase. So mm. this is a lot of money. Most of this is is due to the pandemic, which, of course, has ravaged the world both in terms of public health, but also uh, financially and economically. Um, But yeah, a lot of the money that's being allocated in this year's budget is going towards public health and humanitarian aid. Mm. For example, the international vaccine sharing program, COVAX. So yes, there's probably a lot more expected of Korea, but it does look like there's a willingness to bear more of the global burden. Mm. Because you did say that, you know, it was almost as if South Korea waited for this opportunity to get that UNCTAD status. Maybe South Korea is ready to make that step up, so to speak, at least based on budgeting, it seems that way. Absolutely. All right. So it is also a symbolic gesture, but it does seem like South Korea is following up with more foreign aid and donations. Uh, Do you think this will mean that other countries will see Korea also in a different light? So I think that depends on which uh, country you're speaking of, because Mm. if you're talking about European, North American or, you know, the Southeast Asian countries, uh, I would argue or I would believe that they already see Korea as you know this very developed country with a very strong profile Uh, i mean you know they have this all the cultural exports of course and in the last couple of years korea really moved up on the global stage Mm -hmm. um thanks to these global exports i mean we saw with parasite winning the oscar i think a lot of north americans started to realize what korea was at that point Mm. um so in terms of those countries, they probably already have a very favorable view of Korea. But okay. the more, for example, African countries, I would argue maybe this could help boost Korea's popularity there because this is more of a, for countries who probably maybe don't know about Korea, this could be like a story of how they went from being a developing to a developed countries, which I would assume be, would be more of a story to be told mm-hmm. there. Okay, so it seems that the bottom line is there. It, it may be actually really difficult to measure all of these. Yeah, absolutely. 
there are there are people who try and set up these sort of lists <laughs> of of you know who are the big global influencers. Okay. Uh, there is one by by uh, U.S. News and World Report uh, where I believe Italy is number one. Thank thank you, Italian food. We all know that one. <laughs> uh, but South Korea actually jumped from number 20 last year to number seven this year mm. uh, and if you look into like the, the the country profile that the u.s news and world report have made uh, they do mention how south korea went from receiving foreign aid from the u.s to being a donor mm-hmm. um, so yeah it's i mean it's clearly something that's on people's mind and, and this promotion in the UNCTAD is probably a part of that but I do believe that the, the massive jump for compared to last year is more in the realm of its cultural success globally. Mm. BTS, Parasite, uh, in the backdrop of a pandemic, people communicating a lot of this online too. It makes it easier for us to gauge a standpoint of, well, a popularity of a country's uh, cultural exports. Now, if we're strictly talking about global image, someone can actually argue that this upgrade and increased focus on humanitarian aid is maybe less important than focusing on, for example, cultural exports, as you've mentioned, or focusing on problems even at home first. So why do you suppose improving the quality of lives for developing countries would be an important priority for South Korea? I mean, there is the actual a purely selfishness argument in in a way i mean this is something that's being talked about you know in europe all the time about why should we spend money on on foreign aid when we sh- we put them to better use in domestic issues mm-hmm. but you know the bottom line is that the more people are better off everywhere the better off we are here in a way i mean you can put it this way imagine that um, you have cancer, for example. Mm. It is just purely by by numbers better to have a lot of countries with highly educated people, for example, studying cancer, rather than just having a few countries with highly educated people studying cancer. Mm. Because, you know, it's a, it's a global world, it's a global corporation in terms mm. of studying diseases. So it does help you in a way it does help the average Koreans in a way to improve the lives uh, elsewhere in South Asia or in Africa. By helping others, essentially, you also help yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know, we do sound increasingly a lot like a Miss Universe pageant contestant, but <laughs> but I understand yeah. the sentiment anyhow, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not always about what's in it for us, but I mean, I guess as a South Korean, it is fair for us to ask that question too, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's every Korean's money in a way. You know, these are all tax-funded <laughs> right, uh, projects. So it is fair to ask where these money are going and, and, and what they're for. All right, Morten. Thank you very much for this morning's coverage. We'll speak to you again soon. Have a wonderful Monday morning. Thank you, Morten. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.